Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. My bio reads from troubled teen to teacher of the year, 100-pound weight loss, blah, blah, blah. You know the sort of thing you're working on in your before and after life story. So at the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. When my husband and I moved to Florida a few years ago, it was such a dynamic change in our activities and in our knowledge of the area and especially in our friendships. If you've ever been in an area for a long time, as we had been in St. Louis, where I was a teacher and we would go to restaurants and students from years past or present students would always come up, Mrs. Peppers, Mrs. Peppers, or some from my husband's work and some of his buddies would all be around. And everybody, it seems like there was somebody that we knew every place we went. When we would go to church, it was always a swarm of people around, those that were asking for prayer because I was on the prayer force, those that wanted to know more about the food distribution because that's what my husband did. And from the moment we stepped out of our car and into the church and back home from that moment on, we were surrounded by people that we knew. Many times we would hear our names called or people would wave and we were just a part of everything, not just at church, but in the community and certainly where we worked. But when we moved to Florida, it was such a strange time for us because we would walk into a church and not know a soul. We could go to the grocery store and not even think that somebody was going to call our name. And at first, it was so peaceful and calm, and we were able to have Bible studies and sit out by the water on the dock and fish and take the boat out. And then it started to get really empty. If you've never felt real empty before, Many times it's not just the absence of people, but the absence of your own peace within. I felt like I was supposed to be doing something more for God, but I didn't even know anybody here. We hadn't even selected a church yet. We hadn't made friends. So what did I do? I really did pretty much nothing for the first week or two besides unpack and try to put things away and get used to the feeling of being so far away from family and my close friends from St. Louis. And it was a feeling I hadn't had since we first got married and had moved to Mobile, Alabama. For the first time in probably 30 years, I felt alone. So one day I had seen that there was a church that was having a women's group for a luncheon. And so I made reservations and I walked in all by myself and a sweet lady named Linda, didn't know her at the time, she said, are you looking for a table? And I said, well, yes, because I didn't actually have a table appointed to me. And she said, well, we would love to have you sit at our table. One of our gals just called and said she can't make it. And from that moment on, a friendship and a heartship was born that led to so many others. Linda and another friend, Mark had formed a group called Heart Sisters, really starting back from when they were young, 20 or something old, and they had families, but both of their husbands had passed away, one in an accident, one from another situation, and they became sisters, so to speak, and they called themselves Heart Sisters. And through the years, they had expanded, and so now it has branched out into many states, and they have conventions each year that are so much fun just to get together with those that you've never met but have like interests. So each chapter has 
the opportunity to name theirs what they would like. And ours was called Savvy Sisters. We just came up with that idea. And Judy is the one who kind of leads it up. And we meet once a month. And we mostly share prayer concerns. And we talk to each other. And we cry on each other's shoulders. And we're just there for one another when we know we need somebody. When I speak at women's groups on the topic of friendship, there's a difference between friends that we make in the secular world and friends that are our Christian friends. And I love the difference because it is so true. Having been a high school teacher, I know how catty girls can be and how they can say one thing like, oh, I like your hair, and then turn around and say to another friend, can you believe she got that done? What is the matter with her? And just, you know, trying to put others down to lift us up. Well, if you have a real good Christian friendship, you don't do that. Because one of the things that marks a good friendship is they heighten our joy and they make us feel included. We like to eat with our favorite friends. We like to socialize. We like to call them. We like to have them there when we're going through good times and bad times. And yet another mark of a good friend is that they will confront us when they see us doing something wrong or see us even living in a way that is not right. These are the friends that are called iron sharpening iron because they can and they do and they should let us know when we're not doing right. They are encouragers, but especially they encourage us to go stronger with God and they bring out the best in us, even though they know our weakness. I love the fact that true friends will be prayer warriors with us. I love to pray with my friends and for my friends and the older I get, the more meaningful this becomes. If you are not part of a circle of good friends, or if you do not even have a good best friend or a family member that is like a friend, try to find one. The best way, you know, the old cliche, if you want to find a friend, be a friend. And so that's what we're always told to do. But there's somebody out there that is looking for a good friend. Ask God to help you find them and then see what it is they need and just chat with them. Start talking to them, whether you meet them in a church setting or by accident, or if it is part of of a community group or maybe somebody in your neighborhood. Be the first one to say hi. Be the first one to offer help. Be the first one to bake some cookies or something to take to them. Oh my goodness, there are so many ways that we can be a friend. But the best friend is when we sing that song, What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. He is. He's our friend, and he tells us that, and he's our best friend. Everyone beyond that is joined together in friendship through a similar love of the one who is our best friend. God, I pray for those listening, especially who are lonely or who don't have a good, meaningful, deep confidence in a friend. And I pray for those that want to be a friend but have not found one yet. God, I pray for the friendships of those who are listening, that you would seal them through your love if they are not, and that you would be at the center of every relationship because that's what this old world is all about. And we ask this, and we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, my friend, and I mean that sincerely. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. 
Thanks and God bless.